and welcome back to the Rogue Grounds Podcast. I'm Kyle from Stone Agronomy. Today we're going to talk about being decisive. Um, I think one of the struggles that, uh, honestly, I've dealt with um, personally and I deal with in a professional uh, arena or environment is indecisiveness. Wow. Indecisiveness uh, among, you know, growers and and even retailers, a lot of people. Yeah, and that's something we deal quite a bit with. Um, you know, we always talk about emotions are really hard to control. Um, it's it's a big part of marketing plans, and the emotions really take co- take a pretty big hold there, as well as um, you know, and, and what we're going to plant and what we're going to do every day, and, and everybody gets really emotional. Uh, I think the the main thing I deal with though, when we start getting into the fields or trying to get stuff done uh, or making plans or anything really uh, dealing with agronomy is indecisiveness is really, really hard to deal with. Um, and it's it's not just a me thing. It's not just a you thing. It's kind of everybody. Um, there are very few people that I would say in agriculture that are very decisive. Um, it, it's very rare to find somebody who coordinates a plan and just kind of sticks with it doesn't change that plan um, unless you know something very very drastic comes up uh, I mean so point being <laughs> we'll, we'll get on subject um, point being right now we have a lot of people talking about planting soybeans uh, or switching acres from beans or from corn to beans um, is it a good idea right now not entirely sure it's kind of up in the air we, we really don't know what's the <laughs> What's the market going to do uh, this fall or this winter or this summer? Um, nobody really knows. And there, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there trying to tell you what they know. Um, and I think there's some people that are probably going to be correct. And I don't know. It, it's kind of like Jurassic Park. We always say life finds a way. And it seems like the same thing with marketing. You know, we could always think one thing's going to happen and the exact opposite happens. You could be the best uh, merchandiser or the best trader in the world and not every time are you going to be correct this is the way it is so guys are trying to figure out if they're going to switch acres um the biggest struggle about that is it is the almost the middle of april um our planting dates are rapidly approaching uh seeds already in sheds uh seeds already been delivered to most people and now we're thinking about trying to switch acres which is really hard to do um it seems really easy. Uh, you know, you just go, well, 100 acres is going to go to beans. Okay, well, then you got to swat um, fertilizer plans, chemical plans. Uh, you've got all this stuff to kind of deal with. Um, you know, when you plan for, let's say, 60% corn and 40% beans at a seed dealer, chemical dealer, fertilizer dealer, and then everybody switches, um, then you're trying to bring in more fertilizer that you didn't plan on bringing in that could potentially be at a higher price, uh, chemicals, you know, there's supply issues potentially with some of those maybe, um, not hearing of any right now, but there could be if, if this goes to fruition, um, seed wise, you know, I've, I've worked in the seed industry for almost 15 years. It's, it's not like we can just flip a switch today and, and make more soybeans or, or make more corn. Um, you know, any given year we produce, uh, I'd say on, on average, most seed dealers or most seed companies 10, 12 years ago, we're producing about 120 
percent of expected needs, and then they would carry over the seed to the next year, or um, say they get rid of hybrid, they would uh, maybe potentially axe it off and sell it to uh, companies that there are companies in the seed industry that specialize in buying hybrids from people, uh, leftover seed, and then they resell it the next year and then it's gone. Um, there's a couple of those in Wisconsin that I know of. I'm not going to name names, but there are those seed companies that deal with that. Um, anyway, so once we got through, I'd say about 2009, we, we hit kind of a wall. Um, everybody was trying to raise prices and then the market kind of took a tank. Um, dairy kind of took a big hit, uh, stock market went down and seed companies got a little tighter and it's the same thing with, um, uh, retailers. I worked at a retailer that probably lost, I think we lost something like $10 million that year in write downs, uh, just on fertilizer alone. So we used to just buy, uh, as a fertilizer dealer, we used to buy all of our needs, um, at least probably 75 to 80% of our needs in fall and just prepay for them. Now we've gotten to the point where they kind of buy it as you buy it. Uh, you know, if you book a, a ton of fertilizer, if they don't have it currently purchased, they go out and buy it. Um, so it, it's more of a, it's less of a buy a whole bunch in bulk and pass the savings on to you. And now it's more of a, we buy as you buy. Uh, and then they contract. Same thing, kind of like what we do with grain. Uh, it's the same thing with seed industry. Seed industry cut back. Um, it wasn't really profitable for them to, produce 20% more than what they actually probably needed, you know, just because they didn't want you to run out. And now we're getting to the point where it's, it's a lot harder to kind of gauge. So when we start switching a bunch of acres, this makes some supply issues, not just in seed, uh, it's fertilizer, chemicals, everybody. Uh, I'd say everybody's gotten a, a lot tighter. Well, we talk about toilet paper is really hard to come by right now. Uh, I was reading an article today where um, most of the toilet paper manufacturers are already running at uh, 100% of capacity before this. Let's say they're running 24 hours a day, seven days a week at all their facilities. And now we, we add another 25-30% of, of demand to them. They can't keep up. There's no way. It's the same thing we're seeing in milk, you know, where we take away the restaurant share of the market and they're dumping milk. Even though you're buying a bunch for home use, they're not using as much for um for restaurants and everything else and they can't just you know like i said snap our fingers and and move that uh, move that supply over to a different uh different manufacturing line they just don't do it most companies run basically near at 100 percent of what they can uh, make a profit on they're not going to overproduce doesn't make a lot of sense to dump a bunch of milk every month so they're not going to go out and huge build these huge facilities that could handle a larger percentage, um, a large percentage of increase. So same thing with seed, everything. Um, so when we're really indecisive right before planting season, it makes things pretty interesting for all input suppliers. So indecisiveness is kind of a struggle to deal with. Um, it's not even just this year where we're dealing with, do we switch acres and, um, you know, there, there's numerous other issues that we always run into. I got guys that are, uh, this morning I talked to someone and they said, I'm going to go out and do this. And I'm like, all right. And they said, well, I really should do this. And oh man, I got to do that. I got to do this. I don't know which one I should do. And, you know, I, I ran into that when I worked at the co-op, you know, we could go one direction or we can go the other direction. 
but you sure as heck don't want to go one direction 25 miles away and then pull them and stop them and move them back 25 miles to the west, you know, or whatever. It's just incredibly inefficient. So I got really comfortable after about seven, eight years making a, a decision and sticking with it. So it's really, really hard to do. Um, you know, the first few times you try to kind of figure this out, but from an efficiency standpoint, it's very, very, it's, it's very hard to do, but it's, it's, uh, the best idea is to just kind of make a decision and go with it. I, I did the same thing. We struggled with this at the farm. We would say, well, maybe we're going to go do beans today, combining, but you know, I don't know. It, it might be dry by five o'clock, but then there's rain coming tonight, and, but I'd like to get some beans off. Okay. So what are we going to do? Are we going to go combine corn until three o'clock take two hours to switch all the equipment over and move it to a different farm the other side of town and get maybe 25 acres or 20 acres of soybeans off tonight. Or we could just keep going what we're doing and we're going to get another 20, 30 acres of corn off. Um, obviously they're not relative as far as what you can harvest in an hour, but you know, the, that's the thing. It's like, are we going to switch all this stuff? We're going to run all the way across town. We're going to waste a bunch of time. Uh, or we could just stick at what we're doing. And I think the biggest struggle everyone deals with is when you make a decision and things change, right? So um, I would come in some days and the biggest thing that's really hard for us when we ran a territory that's probably 50 miles wide and 50 miles north and south is you get a rainfall, who gets the most rain and where can we run? So when I went from being one of two people at a branch that handled this and I had a branch manager with us, um, that helped handle this. And I went to the guy, you know, I had two sprayers sitting waiting on me every morning. And if those guys aren't doing something, we're really screwed. So I went, that's where I really had to kind of figure this out. Um, so I would come in in the morning and I would figure out like within a few minutes, you know, phone calls, text messages, who got rain, who didn't, we'd have a bunch of stuff lined up. Some days I would send both sprayers one direction and I'd be like, I know for sure I didn't get rain by my house. We are sending both of you guys out. I got 1200 acres. That's more than enough to keep you guys busy today. We're going to send you out there. And it's so much easier to just send them out there. And then at noon I would get a phone call and be like, Oh, we didn't get any rain in this five mile area. That we could have sent another spray or two, and it would have been nice to get this stuff done, but I'm not going to wait and have a guy sitting around till noon and get miss out on two or 300 acres. I'd rather get those acres done than have a sprayer sitting there. You know, and we aren't going to make any money if that guy's sitting there. And I'm also going to have pissed off customers if we're not getting stuff spraying done. So that's the thing. You got to make a decision. You got to keep people moving. Uh, when things change, it really sucks. You know, I, I would get phone calls sometimes like, Oh, we, why weren't you guys over here? We didn't get any rain. Oh, you guys were said you were going to come here today and you got to deal with those and be like, yeah, you know what? I understand. Um, I'm upset too, because I could have sent somebody there, but at the time, this is the best thing. And I got to keep these guys moving. But when it does dry out, I'll send both sprayers and we'll get all your stuff knocked out in one day instead of taking two days to do it. So yeah, being indecisive and not being able to make decisions really sucks. And it hurts your bottom line. It hurts the ability of you to getting things done. Um, I, I work with people that, you know, it's, it's not just me. It's, I've had people that do this too. And 
they're like, oh man, I really should be getting this done. Or I should be getting that done. Or I'm thinking about, I should get this done. And I'm like, you are doing this today. You are focused on this day. Get this done and do it well. Don't focus on all the other stuff you got to do because, you know, we, we sit down, uh, I think two years ago we were doing, we were combining and he's like, oh, I just think about all the beans we got to get off and we got to get this off. And I'm sitting there like, oh man, we got this farm done. We got this farm done. I'm really happy. We got those off. You know, if it rains, these are going to be just crap farms to get off. They're just never going to dry out. And he's just thinking about how much we got to go yet. And I'm like, no, no, screw that. Don't think about that. Think about what we got done and what we can work on today and what we're working on. You know, if you think about all the things, the what ifs and what you could be doing, you'll drive yourself freaking insane. And that happens in fall. I mean, I get guys sitting in tractors. Same thing with spring planting. You, You sit in a tractor and you think about stuff all day. It's like the worst thing that can have happen to you. Um, it's the same thing with me when I'm I'm going in between fields and scouting and stuff. I'm sitting in a truck, and if I'm not on the phone, I'm thinking about stuff, and I might be making some really bad decisions if I, I act on some of it. But be decisive. Um, it's it's really good for you. It's really good for your farm. It's really good for your employees if you have any. Um, you know, make a decision and go with it. Hell or high water. Maybe it's the wrong one, but at least you're getting something done. Um, and you can always change tomorrow. Uh, you can always change in the afternoon if you think it's it's going to be worth it. But be decisive. Um, I think the worst thing you can do is just sit around and, and think and, and debate and, and worry about things. Um, you know, I could sit in my office till 10, 11 o'clock every morning and be like, well, which way do I go today to scout? Well, I could go this way and this might happen or I could go that way. Just go get something done. Uh, the biggest thing for me, uh, working from home, is trying to figure out. Um, you know, I used to go to an office every day. I would get up, I would leave, be in an office by seven, seven thirty uh, every morning, unless it was spring, and I'd be in earlier. But I had to go somewhere every day. And the first, I'd say, six months of working from home, uh, I struggled with that. I, w- I would be in my office already, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm already here. But you know, every farm field I had was twenty miles from here. Um, so I would sit here and kind of wonder about what I'm going to do and I'd try to formulate a plan. And then by 10 o'clock, I'd, I'd finally get out the door and go do something. And I, I just started the last couple, well, I'd say the last 16 months. I think I've been doing this for like 18, 19 months. Um, I just started getting up and just leaving every morning. I, I would leave by a certain time, get out the door and things would happen. You know, I, I just, I'm gone and yeah, it's, it kind of sucks because all my stuff's at my office. If I need my computer or anything, but I have iPads and we have all kinds of different things we can use. I just got to get out of here and go do something. And the best thing ever happened to me was to figure out when I work from home that I obviously you can't do it today, but if you do end up working from home after this, um, and your job is got field work related to it or, or sales calls and clients or whatever, Get up and go do something every morning. Just just go out, leave. Even if you're going to stop at a store near where you think something's going to be, just get up and go. Um, honestly, I, there's a couple times this winter where I left and I didn't go on like a shopping trip, but I went and I went to a store while I was out and I ran into people. And, you know, hey, it's good contacts. You run into a guy at the gas station. You run into the guy's you're not going to run and make those relationships or run into people when you're just sitting at home. So anyway, biggest thing, like I said, be decisive, get something done. Um, you know, when you're, when you're indecisive and you don't know what you're going to do every day and you second guess everything you do, 
Um, it really hurts mentally. Uh, it hurts everybody else you work with because they're pissed as hell because you're making them move all over heck. Uh, I struggled with that early in my career. I would send a sprayer out and be like, hey, um, I know I, you guys are loaded for this, but when you're done with that field, why, I really need you to get over and spray this one field for this guy and then do that. You, you got to learn that no matter what you do, there's going to be consequences to your actions. So if you don't get that guy's stuff sprayed or um, if you decide you're going to plant all beans this year and the bean price goes to crap, you know, yeah, that's one thing. But, you know, when you make a decision, you got to go with it. And when you do, own it and, and live with it. Like if you're going to plant all beans this year and you think you can make money at $7.95 beans like they are this morning, by all means, market those beans as you plant them. Are you going to plant all corn and you think corn price is going to go down? Market all your corn now. I mean, work out some options, put some hedges on. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. Own it. When you make a decision, own it. And then and kind of just and run with it. You know, you can always change your mind on a few things, but don't make whole hog decisions every day. So, or changes. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, things are starting to happen in the field. We're getting out and doing stuff. I got a few beans in. Um, I'm kind of getting out and doing a lot more than what we have been. Uh, weather's looking terrible after today, but um, hopefully we get a decent planting season. We're seeing some subsoil drainage that we didn't see the last two springs. So I'm kind of happy. Everything's looking a lot better than what we thought. Uh, it seems like it's kind of crappy right now, but uh, it's going to get better. So I'll catch you guys next time.